Welcome to Inner Bloom, a podcast about spirituality and intuitive empowerment where we help each other evolve and ascend through conscious community. I'm Alexa, a healer who utilizes EFT, also known as tapping, to help you process stuck emotions, release limiting beliefs, and reconnect with your inner child. I'm Ambrosia, a psychic medium and Arcturian channel, here to uplift and inspire you to see that you are capable of more than you know. Together, we empower people to live extraordinary lives. We do want to warn you, if you hang out with us long enough, you'll start to believe in yourself and realize that you're capable of anything. Enjoy Enjoy the the show. show. Hello, hello. Welcome back once again to Inner Bloom Podcast. I'm Alexa and Ambrosia is in the middle of her Euro trip. I think she's in Greece right now. Um, But luckily, I am not solo today. I am joined by a very special human that I've met recently who just has been lighting up my life. Um, (laughs) Her name is Joy from Project Joy Studio in Philadelphia, and she is an artist and intuitive. Welcome, Joy. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here with you. I am too. I'm really, really excited to for you to be on this podcast and this audience to become exposed to you and your energy and your ideas because I think they're just so refreshing. Um, but also, I'm excited for this conversation we're about to have about this crossover between creativity and intuition and this idea of of amplifying one amplifies the other or maybe getting access to one gives you access to the other and um we're gonna have a great conversation on that but before we do since you're brand new to the podcast and people want to know a little bit bit about who you are and what you do um would love if you could share a little bit of your backstory um anything that feels relevant to you to how you got to be doing what you're doing with project joy yeah, I, lo- I love sharing my story because it's really quite a miraculous one. I was actually born in Guyana in a third world country and like died during childbirth. And then when I was stable enough, was brought to the United States and they thought I was going to be brain damaged. They thought I wasn't going to be able to walk. Um, and I was almost held back in kindergarten, actually, because I didn't have good hand eye coordination. So they, I think they thought I was just like slow. <laughs> And my aunt got me like origami to try to help me practice. And I started drawing and it just really helped me. And so I've always had my creativity from the very beginning. And I had like a really rough childhood. Like I went through a lot of trauma. I was in the hospital a lot. I had a lot of like physical trauma and other types of trauma. And but because I had my art, it really helped me stay and I have like stay in the mindset of being a creator in my own like creation. A lot of people who go through what I went through, um, their fear takes over and they get really scared and they start making decisions to avoid like the scary things and they become a victim. And because I was creating art, I was also learning how to create my life. So I didn't even know like as a kid, like about intuition or 
or any of that stuff. I had, you know, didn't even know the, about the word the universe or we, and I grew up in a very, uh, you know, there was no um, religion or, or any of that stuff when I was a kid. Um, but as I got older and started going to psychologists and telling them my story, they would just be aghast, like, how are you so okay? And so I started thinking about that, like, how am I so okay? And at first, all I could think of, well, it must be because of my art. Like, my art is what gave me my self-worth. It's what helped me imagine, like, a better future for myself when everything around me was showing me that, you know, what I have now is not possible. Um, and so, like, my art, like, really helped me fight for myself and become a creator in, in a time when I didn't have any control as a child. But as I've gone through a lot of my spiritual experiences, I've realized that making art literally like opened up a portal to my higher self, my intuition, the universe, the like positive energy of the universe. And that is what like came through me and helped me to imagine and to manifest and to attract like the life that I'm living now. Because if you can't imagine it and put yourself in those positive energy, you know, that creativity does for me, you cannot attract that. If you stay in a victim mentality, you cannot attract that. So mm -hmm. art for me, and I think for a lot of other people, once they learn how to create a process for themselves that helps them get into that flow state can help you really change what your reality looks like. And I mean, I literally was just sitting here thinking like yesterday, I like packed up a huge box for campers that got sent off with my project joy processes. Today I did a, a workshop with an amazing family in my studio. And now I'm here talking with you and I'm like, whoa, what is this life? Like, this is so exciting. <laughs> and then I'm getting ready to go on a TV show um, mm -hmm. called The Block, which like is like a intensive, like fun boot camp for like entrepreneurs that's also televised on their on their streaming uh, streaming software. And so I'm like, wow, all these like my life is so exciting. Mm -hmm. And it's because I'm constantly doing what brings me joy. And I'm prioritizing that and I'm not letting fear of of what if, you know, how is painting going to make me money? How is doing what I love going to bring me money? I'm just trusting in the universe, letting that positivity surround me. And the more that I trust and the more that I jump in, the better it gets. And it still throws me for a loop every time I like say something. And then literally days later, the universe gives it to me. And I'll talk like more about some of those instances during this conversation. Oh, thank you for sharing <laughs> all of that. And I, it, it's so, wow. Like, and you, you had already told me some of your story, but like you hadn't told me that part about being like the very, very beginning. And I think it's really fascinating. You know, there's so many examples of people who have their beginning of their life is very, 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 very challenging. And there's like a lot of asking and a lot of um, overcoming like to do. And then those people end up being these amazing like dreamers and visionaries and they have 
like what seems like endless energy and ideas flowing through them at a later part in their life. And I always wonder like about that, like are, do you feel like the two are connected? Like, do you feel like the beginning part was an essential part for you to kind of bounce off of at a later part in your life or what's your perspective on that? Oh, like a hundred percent. Like for such a long time, I was like, why did that happen for me? And I went through like these stages where like right after I finally got out of my house at 18, I was like, nothing else bad could ever happen to me because I've already been through so much. And then, and I was like, all right, like God or whatever, like you better like give me a good rest of my life now that I finally got out of this. And then like, you know, that wasn't the case. And then I went into like the extreme opposite of like, I'm going to have to control everything. Like if I want it to be good. And now I found, I feel like I've gotten a really good balance, but I really believe, and I know we talked about this, like, uh, like reincarnation and all that kind of stuff. And I've seen like some of my past lives, but I really believe that I chose what, like the life that I came into and what I went through was purposely to help me understand how to help other people heal and to create a way for other people to heal. That's fun. Um, and, I think that like I went through so many different types of trauma because um, my really big vision that we spoke about the last time, which is to create like a, I call it a healing Disney world or project Joyland, is to create a space that is not just about entertainment. It's about creating this like really wondrous and like energetically like charged space that people can come in and heal and very like, practical and fun and joyful ways. And I'm going to be designing different parts of this, like Disney world or like healing, like theme park, if you will, um, where each area is designed specifically for different types of trauma. So you go to the palace of possibilities, you meet with your guide, you talk about what's holding you back and how you're feeling. And then they prescribe for you to go to a different part of this park to have an experience that will help you. Um, heal and see yourself as you know more than just like a, a human that's like you know a heavy human that's like you know and just drowning in fear you're going to you know go to the you know the area that helps you deal with like nutrition and like eating disorders or you know any of anything with anxieties around eating and you're gonna and belt lay in this beautiful chair that like takes your weight and projects a beautiful um, vision around you on the walls and be able to imagine like what life is like or n you don't even have to imagine it you'll see like what life could be like uh, you know it's like a metaphor but also very true about what happens when you're like further down in your you know uh, on your healing path and then you'll go to a beautiful garden and work with the gardener to pick the beautiful food and then learn like a really practical way to make something really healthy and really delicious um, to be able to, you know, provide for yourself and for your body and to nourish yourself in a really like wonderful way because I've had a lot of eating issues in my journey and it's really overwhelming. And I think if somebody would have just, you know, said like, here's one like really healthy meal, like here's where you can source the food, here's how you cook it, like I would have felt like more empowered to like take these steps. But I think healing is really overwhelming and we can go to therapy for years and years and years 
and still be stuck in our past narrative. And I think that having a space that helps you heal in a beautiful way, you know, makes it makes it more possible. And 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 so art for me, I've created so many different processes like that were designed specifically for different issues I had. Like, so for instance, I created a series called walking meditations um, because once I get to a place, like I'm just like, I just get stuck there and I don't want to leave. I'm like a home body or like in my studio, a <laughs> studio body, but I need to move my body. It's healthy to move your body. And so I created a process where I go outside and I take a walk and I am very present in where I am and I find and see, I see them, it's all these like materials, weeds or, you know, flowers or grass and like all, all the leaves that you that I see around my walk. I notice all of the edges and all of the shapes and all of the details and I collect them on my walk, bring them into my studio and then make a painting with them. So art was like my carrot. So I want like the space that I design and create to have these like beautiful carrots because when you're doing something for you, it's so much harder than when you're doing something for a larger purpose, right? So yes. being in that space would help you visualize how healing yourself has a larger impact on the world around you. One of my favorite ways that people can support this podcast is by checking out our Patreon. Ambi, you like our Patreon, right? Nah. No, I'm kidding. I love it. I love it. One of my favorite things to do is interact with our community. And Patreon is a really good way to engage with other people that listen to the podcast and that are interested in the same things that we're interested in. Like conspiracy theories. Like conspiracy theories, like ETs, like... um dead celebrities away dead celebrities i really love when our listeners kind of almost feel like they've like solved uh cases yeah (laughs) Yeah. a lot of detective work yes we all feel like little nancy drews over there using our intuitions uh for i guess for our entertainment Mm -hmm. if you're woo woo and you love pop culture this is the place for you. So right now you can get a free seven day trial to our Patreon tier, which gives you access to all the bonus material, including celebrity spirit interviews, intuitive investigations, and we have a huge vault dating back years that you can get access to. So make sure you go and check out patreon.com slash podcast. That's P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash podcast and sign up for a free trial. If you guys are watching on the live stream, you'll see actually a little bit of what Joy is talking about because there's a piece behind her that is made with this technique that she, and this process that she came up with and where she's taught, she just mentioned about she collects flowers and leaves and all of these things on her walk and then take it back to her studio to make something with it. And actually, this is how she and I connected because um, just to back up a little bit, because uh, on my birthday this year, I my mom is always the person who's like, what do you want to do on your birthday? And I'm like, I don't know. Normally, I have something in mind, but this year, I just, there wasn't anything I really wanted to do, except I just felt this need to, like, make something with my hands. Like, I wanted to paint, but I kept looking at, like, you know, those um, sip and paint paint class. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And, like, those are fine, but, like, I don't drink, and I also just, I don't know, I was looking for a more kind of something 
different, I guess. I've done those a few times. And also there was nothing during the day, blah, blah, blah. So I just kind of, again, released my intention, kind of didn't think anything of it. And my mom took that and ran with it. And then she came back to me a couple days later. She's like, okay, so I don't know, but I found this woman and she has this studio and it's called Project Joy. And I just, she's like, I talked to her. She has this really interesting process. Like, I just feel like you guys are going to really connect. And I was like, oh, okay. Like, why? Like, why do you think that? And she's like, I don't know. I just feel like you are. So, um, she kind of let me see a little bit of it, but I, I didn't even really look that much into it. I just kind of, I'm like you, where these days I kind of just go off my feeling. And if I feel good about it, I'm just like, okay, cool. Let's do it. So we set, so we set it up. And on my birthday, we came to your studio and basically we, you gave us these, um, dyes, right? Mm-hmm. And you had us pick colors, a bunch of colors, and then put the droplets of the dye all over these papers and then use these pipettes to kind of like, push it around and pull it around and just get creative and just play in this very easy, accessible way. Like it didn't feel overwhelming. It wasn't like, okay, we're going to use this to create this and there's 900 steps and whatever. It was just like, here, pick your colors and then play. And it was so fun to just even do that part, right? Just to get back into the idea that I get to just kind of swirl these these colors around on the paper and just kind of add more or, you know, see what colors are like calling me. And it, it was just so therapeutic, just that in itself. And then the last part of it is putting all of the the pieces that you've collected, right? All of the petals and the flowers. And then you even had like some buttons and little rubber band things that I'm sure you've discovered over time look so good, right? Uh-huh. <laughs> and you helped me kind of scatter them all over the the canvas. And then they dry. And then, you know, after they dry over time, you peel them off. And what you get is what's behind you is this, and I'm sure you're going to describe it much better than me, but I just was so taken with the accessibility of it and the way that my like soul really just wanted to do that, you know, and how, and you and I got in this big conversation about how I think oftentimes adults are craving to be creative, but there is blockages of like, oh, but like, I'm not creative, number one, or like, I don't have a creative bone in my body. Or two, it's like, or it's just it's it's not going to look good or it's not going to there's all of these hurdles you have to get over and i would love it if you could describe yeah. for the listeners kind of your whole business um concept because i think it's really refreshing about how you don't need a creative bone in your body right so I'll go back in time. Like when I was a kid, I, because art was so important to me, I asked everybody, what do you make? What do you make? What do you do? What yes. do you create? 
And I did it from when I was like a tiny little kid, like yanking on like pant legs. Like, what do you make to like, I, I worked at Home Depot in the paint department and I would ask people like, what do you create? And I would have conversations with people that would make them either pick up a creative, um, you know, hobby that they had a long time ago and like let go of, or they would, you know, people would like sign up for like creative lessons, not from me, but from, you know, wherever, like a guitar lesson or whatever. So I know like I've always been doing this job that I do now and I so in grad school I developed this process which I call like a colorful meditation process the first part of it because you're really like dripping and dropping the ink and watching it flow around and seeing how the colors interact and you know you're creating like you're you're trying something in the moment and then observing and watching what happens and then you know your intuition will tell you what to do next and there's nothing, you can't go wrong with it. It's just one thing creates something. And it's just your job to be in the moment and watch what happens. And when people do it, I have everybody start with one specific instruction that sort of initiates them into the space of play, you remember? Mm-hmm. And so that everybody is always nervous at first. Like, I don't know if I'm going to be able to do this. And as soon as they do that one thing, they're in. Like it's, it's amazing. Every person I have, I've only had one person in like five years of doing this who like was having trouble and she's an artist herself, but does very, very rigid art. It's beautiful, but it's super rigid. So that's why she had trouble, but everybody else, no matter how creative or how analytical they are, their inner child's like, I know what to do now. Got it. Like, and so I give, I give the first instruction for each piece that you do but then I don't give any other instructions for the most part. I give like little tips here and there, but I let you get into your flow. Like this is a really good process for you to, to access your flow. And when you access your flow, you're accessing your intuition. You're connecting to the, like the energy of the universe and your, the neurotransmitters that like bring joy and happiness, like start flowing through your body. And it's amazing to watch. Um, so I, I like started, I started doing this in grad school, this, this process. And I was, I like had two different, um, people in grad school give me like two different opinions about what I was doing. One person was like the prototype, the like stereotypical, like mean, like art professor who was like, my five-year-old nephew can do this, (laughs) which is exactly what he said. Which, at, you know, at that time, it's like mortifying, but like reflecting on it, I was yeah. like, great, anybody can do this. Yeah, that's um, what I was going to say, which is kind of like what is good about it in a way. Good. Exactly. Yeah. And then I had like an actual like famous artist come into my studio um, who was like a curator for the Whitney Biennial. And she was like, oh, my God, like you're working in like f- contemporary photography. It's like because the yeah. process kind of creates this almost photograph because the details are so, you know, exquisite without having to like, you know, painstakingly draw them or paint them. So I took those two things that were said to me. And at first I was like, oh God, like somebody's going to copy me. This is so easy. Cause I was showing in museums and galleries and I was like, oh God, also like, are people going to take it seriously? Because it's so fun, you know, because yeah. yeah. you, we are all like, we all think that we have to work so hard and that it's got to like, we've got to put in hours and hours for it to be worth something. And I think a lot of my time over the years making art 
was spent thinking that. And then I was like kicking myself for like how little I created and how long it took me to make a painting. And I was like, but I love making art, but why am I not able to? And it's because I hadn't found my process. I hadn't found the thing that helped me enter that space of flow. But when I found this, like I got there and I made like, I don't know, 300 paintings in nine months. Like I was just going and flowing yes. and it felt so good. And, but I had to transform that fear of, Oh God, anybody could do this to anybody can do this. And so after my two-year-old son like did it for the first time, like the gear started turning and I don't even think it was like consciously that they started turning. But one day I was like, all right, like what would it look like to do a workshop where I teach people how to do this? And I wrote out the whole workshop and literally like two weeks later, I met somebody at one of my exhibitions at a, at a, um, a corporate office. And he was like, I would love to like come into your studio. I was like, come on, let me show you how I do it. And he was like, you should do a workshop. And I was like, funny you say that. I just wrote out a whole plan. And he got three people to come in for like a test workshop to see how it would work. And then the whole company came next. And then that led to another workshop and another workshop. And then he also was like, you should make kits. And I was like, yeah, I was thinking that too. How do I even do that? And now I've got like all of these kits and, you know, it's amazing, but yeah, I, you know, I had to like throw away the fear and like open myself up and trust. And then now, like I've seen over the last five years, how much this process has helped people. And in the beginning, people would come to me afterwards and say, I went home and then like 20 minutes later, I just started crying. I, and I released so much negativity and I just didn't expect that. And I feel so good now. Or people would text me like, I don't have the Sunday sads this week because they were so excited to see how their painting was going to dry. And I was like, oh, my God, like this. I thought, you know, it was great for me, but I was like, are other people going to like it, too? And I've just like over five years, like one after the other people are just like amazed at what they can make. And so I love that I have not, not only inspired people to like bring creativity into their life, um, but I have created multiple processes to help them do it and to help them jump over all of their barriers. And another barrier that, that I'll mention is that a lot of people, when you when you think about like, I want to be creative or I want to do something creative, the I think the biggest barrier is like, what do I even make? And yeah. with this process, it's you don't have to think about the end result. All you have to do is spill color on this paper and watch it move and put stuff on top of it and then wait for mother nature, the universe to do the rest and then peel the stuff off. And, to, and then you discover like all of this beautiful stuff. So two year olds can do it. I had a 20 month old and a seven year old in the studio the other day that made, or the other month made like nine gorgeous paintings that are now hanging in their house. And so I love, I just thought of this earlier today, but I'm creating like family toys and family experience, like art, fine art yes. toys and like experiences because yes. a lot of parents will get these things for their kids, but I really want the adults. I want you adults to, to play because that's why life is so hard as an adult because you're not finding time to play. And when you play and experience joy, you raise your vibration and the good things start coming. Ugh. Yes, all of that just resonates so much. And I'm so happy that you ended on 
that just that sentence on, you know, how important it is for adults to play. And I think that's why we take things so seriously. You know what I mean? Like we think life is so serious because of course we do, because we don't really make time for play and all the lightness in life is kind of, I think we reserve that for like our one vacation a year or something like that, you know? And in actuality, it's like, even right now, I mean, I was just thinking, oh, my God, like, instead of booking, like, a therapy session, I should book, like, an art therapy session and come into Project Joy because uh, I've just been having, like, the heaviest week for some reason. I, I don't know if, like, motherhood is just, like, caught up all of a sudden or what, but it, it could be my hormones, like, my cycle – sorry, guys, TMI, my cycle <laughs> starting again after, like, 20 months of, you know, not having oh, it. Oh, wow. And yeah. – and it's just but but the point is it's just kind of this feeling of heaviness and I don't even know what I, I don't want to go somewhere and necessarily like talk about it because it's I don't even think it's something that's the other thing sometimes things are not necessarily sometimes things they're good to talk it out and sometimes like you don't necessarily have words for what's going on you might not even know what's going on it's just a feeling that kind of needs to be expressed. And I think that, you know, sometimes we have the ability to talk. Sometimes we have the ability to cry because we can access the emotion and that feels so good. And sometimes you're just in this weird state in between where you don't really know what's going on. But I think that doing something – like letting yourself express in a way – release. Release. Yes. Yeah. Release and like through color or through shape or through, like you said, play – that is a totally valid form of therapy as well. And you don't even have to know like what just happened, you know, it's, and that is like the spiritual experience, you know what I mean? So I, I, and I, I do want to like take this moment to move into your perspective on, because this was something we talked about a lot during my session where I made my artwork, by the way, guys, I'll, I'll grab my, piece and show it before the end of this because it's it's right over there um but um there's been this whole conversation about you know what's the difference between creativity and intuition isn't it the same thing and because you know where does creativity come from it kind of just comes from nowhere it just pops into your head and then you know you make something where does intuition come from i don't know but you hear something or you feel something and then you do something with that information. And so um, I would love to just hear your perspective as an artist and especially one that um, specializes in, in joy, um, how you think the two are connected. Like, do you think that developing your creativity and your play will amplify your intuition as well? So, yes, I do. And I think that the way that it works from my perspective is that when you take time to play and to create um, and to activate your imagination, you are pushing away like everybody else's opinion, all the judgment. When you enter a state of flow, um, there's been actually tons of studies, like scientific studies about flow. And when you're in flow, you don't get hungry, you lose track of time, like all the negative stuff like goes away. And in, in providing that kind of space for yourself, you are creating a silence where you can hear 
your intuition. If you are constantly like surrounded by all of the noise of everyday life and all of the needs of everybody else, like imagine like your spirit, your aura or your spirit, like, like when you're surrounded by everybody else's needs and all the noise, it's like pushed into you and you're not able to like expand enough to like hear and be surrounded by your own you know, needs and thoughts and your own guidance. But when you create, you like expand yourself and open yourself up to the intuition that is there, but you couldn't hear before. So I've had so many instances in my life where I have been able to hear like intuition in a way that, you know, you might say I was psychic. Um, And I I think that it, that's because I've just been an artist since I was a little kid. So I've constantly been able to push away the negative and allow space for me to hear what I needed to hear to help me get to where I am now. I don't know if people know, Ambi, when we started this podcast, I didn't think I was intuitive. Tell me more about that. Well, you kept telling me you're intuitive, you're intuitive. And I kept saying, no, I'm not as intuitive as you. I could never do what you do. I could Mm. never talk to a spirit or I could never feel into something that's going on. Or I'm just making it all up. A lot of people say that. Oh, I've taught almost 100 people. And I hear that a lot from people. Oh, I'm not as intuitive as this person. Oh, I can't do this. Oh, it's just my imagination. What if I'm wrong? If you didn't know, your intuition is not something you're either born with or not. It's a muscle that you can build, that can be developed. You just have to use it and you have to practice. You have to practice. You have to exercise. And that's why we have created Superbloom, an intuitive development community that includes a 12-module course that you can do at your own pace, as well as weekly coaching on Zoom with us and your peers that you can join at leisure, and the opportunity to practice with the other members of the community and build strong bonds and safe spaces so that you feel safe to really explore this part of you that you've always had. You just might not be so familiar with it. And that's the best part of Superbloom is being in a community with other people that are in the same area of their spiritual journey as you are, and you're figuring it out together. And Alexa and I are the little flashlights that are showing you the way. Ambie and I created Superbloom knowing that our community is full of intuitives that might be downplaying their abilities, that might believe that they can't do this, just like me. I didn't think I could, and now I'm doing readings for lots of people every week, and I love it, and it's made my life so full. So if you're interested in joining Superbloom, we offer class equitable sliding scale pricing. What does that mean? That means that you get to pay a price that is appropriate for your current lifestyle. We don't ask any questions. We ask you to put yourself in a certain tier depending on your life circumstances, and you can pay the price that applies most to you because we want to create an inclusive and diverse community full of people at all different stages of life who are coming together with the common goal of developing their intuition and building that community. 
So if you're interested in joining, you can go to innerbloompodcast.com slash superbloom, and that will give you access to the different scales we offer, the different pricing tiers we have, everything that's included when you sign up for Superbloom. And I absolutely love the ability to blow people's minds and let them know that they are intuitive, they are not crazy, and that they absolutely can tap into their own magic in this life. We can't wait to watch you realize how magical and powerful you are in Superbloom. See you there. One of the experiences that I wanted to share with you is like in December, I was talking to my partner and one of my core missions is to like help foster kids because I wasn't a foster kid because I didn't get taken out of my situation, but I went through the trauma that a lot of foster kids go through. And I thought, you know, as a business, like who, who who do I really want to serve? Like who do I want to help the most? And when I thought about it, my intuition was like foster kids. And so I'm talking to my partner and I was like, how do I even do that? Like, do I need to go back to school? What do I do? Like, you know, and literally he's the only person I told. And four days later, I get a message on Instagram from somebody that is not a friend, but I know her because I spoke to her company years ago and they did a workshop with me. And she said, hey, I have a friend who started a nonprofit to help foster kids and give them access to the arts. Would you be interested in working with her? And I was like, whoa, that was fast (laughs) universe, like literally four days later. And then we set up a meeting for me to talk with her. And my other big goal was to be a public speaker. And I didn't tell her that, but after I spoke to her and told her my story, she said, will you speak at our gala in January? Mm. So I was like, wow, two birds with one stone, like, whoa. (laughs) And so, and then after I got that opportunity, I was at another event and somebody actually had me, um, asked me to speak at their conference. And this was like my first paid gig. And so I got another speaking engagement and then I've been doing podcasts now. And then I finally like got a day and then the, the nonprofit, like some uh, foster, not just like one foster family, but uh, an actual orphanage, like reach out to her and they're coming into my space at the end of this month. So not even like a year later, I am about to do exactly what I wanted to do. So, and, and creating art helps you listen, hear your intuition. And that helps you understand what you even want in the first place. Cause we're so confused about what we actually want. And a lot of times we want something because we think that's going to make us happy. But what we really need to want is what our intuition is telling us we need to do. Like what, why are we here? What is our mission? What is our unique mission? And the, I love this quote, your purpose is your joy. Like you can find your purpose in your joy. What brings you joy? And I don't mean joy as in like, you know, eating ice cream and like helping you sort of, you know, indulge in like. You're not talking about indulgences. You're talking about joy, like soul joy. Right. Right. And like, you know, ice cream also like gets that dopamine going in your brain, but creating art does it like much more powerfully and 
connects you to, you know, source at the same time, which helps you get clear on what the heck you're even doing here. Because there's so many years that I was like, what am I even doing here? And it makes so much sense what I'm doing with Project Joy right now. And, uh, you know, I was in the hospital as a kid. And this year, I did a huge project where um, kids, young adults and older kids with cancer could do this project while they were in the hospital. And uh, I have stuff up in hospitals and I'm working with two other nonprofits. So I'm just like, wow, like I'm really doing what I was meant to do and everything that I went through and everything that I'm doing now totally makes sense. And I have like, I've been able to like forgive because of this perspective of understanding that I needed to go through those things to be able to give back and help others. And so I'm just like in such a space of like peace and trust and joy right now. And it's, you know, so great. And, you know, I may go through other like challenges in the future, um, you know, because we all like are learning different things. Um, But the fact that I have art, I know that I will be able to get through any challenge that I go through. And I think that I told you a little bit about this, but like during the pandemic, I actually found out that I I actually slowly became unable to walk and couldn't yeah. walk for two years. <laughs> oh, oh, yeah, maybe you did tell me this. Okay, go ahead. Sorry. It's okay. I'll refresh your memory. Um, so, you know, I went through like from like 2018 to like 2021, I had like a huge like amount of challenging things that happened to me. I left my husband, which was really scary because he was a doctor and I was an artist and I'm a mommy. I was a mommy. Um, And then I lost my dad. And then I like started doing kickboxing classes to like empower myself and didn't know that I was born with bilateral hip dysplasia. And, And so because of the kickboxing classes, I like messed up my hips and then couldn't walk. I found out I was pregnant during the pandemic and I was crawling up the stairs pregnant um, and I like could hardly walk. And then after I gave birth to my child in September of 2020, I went to the doctor like because I thought like, oh, sure, after I have the baby, it'll get better. And it didn't. And then they were like, were you born breech? And I was like, what does that mean? What does that have to do with any of this? And they said, oh, well, firstborn girls that are breech are more likely to have hip dysplasia. And they showed me on the x-ray and I had to end up getting like this really crazy surgery that I did a lot of research on. I like interviewed like three surgeons that specify, you know, specialize in this surgery. Um, And I got it and it went well. And now like, if I didn't have the scar, I wouldn't know that this happened. But the reason why I bring this up is for two reasons. One, like I had art through the whole thing. So I was able to draw and that like helped me like keep my hopeful, joyful, you know, energy, even though like it was a challenging time. And then two, I'm actually really grateful that that happened to me because I was coming into my studio with such fear about like how I was going to make money, how I was going to support myself through this, you know, and that is not the way you make money. <laughs> and that is not the way you like live will say like forget about the money like that's not the way you live so the universe literally was like you're gonna have to take a break right now and so being like having to take a break and it gave me this space to like kind of re 
like to break my bad, have my fearful habits and to like rewire and re um, like gain new clarity on this, you know, next part of my life. And so when I came back into my studio, like everything started working, like the right people started coming. I started, you know, doing more workshops. I started selling my work again. And it was such a completely different experience than when I was coming in here as a fearful person. So when I came back in like 2021 until now, like it's just gotten better and better and better. So. Wow. Wow. What a story. I mean, like every, not not only do you have, I mean, you, you truly have like such magnetic energy and such. And by the way, guys, if you like, if you're a fan of like law of attraction or Abraham Hicks or any of that material, like Joy is someone who when you meet her, you go, oh, yeah, well, that's true. Because she her energy right away feels so open and magnetic. And it just feels like she's in a state where she can just say yes and things just flow in immediately. And it's <laughs> like a question I was going to ask you. I, you kind of touched on it a little bit, but it was like, how do you find the energy? And maybe this relates to the story you just told about like not being able to do things for so long. But like me, it's like I have all these thoughts and ideas in my head constantly, but then I hear this voice be like, Ugh, you don't have the energy to do that. Like, and I don't, I've never, ha- I, I, I don't know if you follow human design, but like, yeah. Okay. So I'm a manifester and a manifester. <laughs> There you go. That's why, I guess, because a manifester is someone who have, we have like short bursts of energy. I've never felt so like understood by anything before in my life because I have short bursts of energy. And when I'm working with a generator, things go really fast. I'm able to. So Ambrosia, my co-host, who I'm sure you'll meet in the near future, she's a generator as well. And um, when we work together, things go fast. But when it's just me, I'm just like, I don't have the, like, I I have the energy to flow out the idea. If no one's there to pick it up and help me run with it, it kind of just goes, (laughs) you know. But that being said, like, one, how do you think you have the energy to say yes to all of these projects now? Because, guys, when when she was telling you about, like, the healing theme park, like, I'm telling you, a lot of people have told me some big ideas, and I'm like, okay, yeah, maybe that'll happen. When Joy says something, like, you should see her studio. She has really come up with all of these ideas and executed them and brought them to life. So, like, I really have no doubt about this park whenever it happens. Um, But... One, how do you have the energy? And two, like you were talking earlier about not knowing what you want to do. What's weird is that for the past couple years, like when I was younger, I was always the person who had the big dreams. I always was like, oh, when I'm older, I'm going to do this or I'm going to be this or this is going to happen and I want to want this, this and this. Now, I don't know. I'm 36 and I constantly ask, I'm like, I don't know what my dreams are. I don't even know if I have any dreams. And it kind of sucks. Like it really sucks feeling that way because there's nothing that is the carrot for me. You know, it's not, I'm just kind of like, I, I don't know. And, and recently I've been having great, the, the way you were describing like, um, 
getting into flow state and everything just fading away and not being hungry and not knowing time's passing and all of that. I've experienced that several times in my early life because I was a very creative person in my early life and I know exactly the feeling. And it's funny because just the other day I started craving it almost like I was hungry for it. You know, I was like, Oh, I just crave the feeling of like, I'm so focused and excited to work on something that I don't even care what's going on around me. So I guess my question is, one, where do you get your energy? Two, let's, let's start with one, where do you get your energy? Okay. So I have a saying and I want to make a t-shirt and I'm sure it's going to annoy everybody, but, <laughs> but it's going to say creativity is my coffee. <laughs> That's like, so cute. I love that. Like think about it. Like when you're, you're obsessed yeah. with something, don't you have like all the energy to like, you yeah. just like can't stop thinking about it. You, you want to do it all the time. Like literally creativity is my obsession. I'm constantly inventing things in my head and they, you know, are very focused on like, how can I make art that also other people can play with or, and that's also healing, like as like an umbrella to like the, the creative experience. So I, I just feel like when I'm doing the thing that I love, the thing that I'm obsessed with, the thing that brings me joy, the energy is just abundant. And I think like, you know, think about it like this way too. Like when you hang out with certain people, right? Like you get so much energy and then yep. there's certain people that you hang out with and like it, they drain your energy. Right. Yeah. So you want to spend time with the people that like help give you energy and the same goes for like, what are you spending your energy doing? Are you spending your energy doing something that drains your energy or something that like gives you energy? And obviously, like I have two kids, so like I get it. Like when I'm in my <laughs> studio, I'm like, oh, my God, I'm so I have so much energy. And then I go home and I'm like, <laughs> and I'm yeah. like why? <laughs> but yeah. when I'm, you know, doing something that's fun with them that I truly enjoy doing, like the energy can keep going. Like yesterday yes. we went to the pool for the first time together, like this summer now that they're open. And like, I had so much energy all day because I was doing things that I enjoyed. And one of the things that I'm, you know, again, I thought of this earlier today is I want to create like family fine art toys. So it's something that is beautiful in your home, not like plastic, you know, primary color stuff, like beautiful mm -hmm. fine art that you can play with, that your kids can play with, that is something you can do together. Like right now I have like a giant, like five foot by seven foot piece of my special paper in my house and we have it on the wall and I have like a bin of markers in front of it. And whenever we feel like it, any of us, like whether it be my partner or, or my two kids or I, we can go to that giant sheet of paper and just be immersed in this, you know, space that we're creating together. And, you know, my two-year-old can scribble on it and my eight-year-old can like do a little comic on it, like if he wants to, and I can do my fine art thing. And what's cool is the paper is really cool. So when you draw with like Crayola markers, you can also take like a wipe and like wipe it and get like these, you know, very ghostly, like colorful clouds when you wipe it. And then you can do another layer and another layer. And there's just like no wrong way to do it. And it's a space where we can all go. And like for me, if I'm like feeling frustrated with my kids, I can go there and like give myself, you know, a couple minutes of joy and creativity and it like helps to return me to that like better like energy so that yeah. I can go back. 
I I love that idea, and I think that's I think that's I think I needed that reminder of like. Um, and by the way, I just realized what time it is, and ugh, we're I'm gonna have to have you back on when Ambrosia's here because I I know yeah. it would be an, an amazing conversation, but um, I think that is a key because it's like when even when I'm with my son, it's like when we're doing like draining things, it's. I all I always feel refreshed when we go outside, when right. we do something interactive with one another, or when I've like recently I've been giving him crayons. He's nine months. And I've been giving him crayons and I just hold this like big kind of it's almost like watercolor paper or something. Mm-hmm. And he just goes up and down, up and down, up and down, and then I'll switch colors for him and then he'll go up and down. And Every time he does it, he gets bolder with his strokes and it's been kind of a joke with me and my husband. Okay, like this is one of infinity. This is two of infinity. You know, like his little artworks. Um, But like I can't wait to be creative with him, you know, because I love being creative. So I think that's a a good reminder to me of like when I feel drained, I just have to go to things that refresh me and that that will refresh him as well. and I, I, I want the other questions we can kind of dive into more another time. I, but I do because I do want to give everyone an opportunity to know how to contact you, how they can can they buy these kits and such online, like on your website? Yeah. Yes. So okay. Project Joyce. Yeah. Project Joyce Studio dot com. I've got like my larger kits and my smaller kits and I'm actually reworking them now to make them even better. So, you know, when you order, you'll get like the new version. And, um, I also just, so I'm, and I'm on Instagram as project joy studio. So it's all the same project joy studio and feel free to like go on Instagram and DM me. Like I'm happy to like talk and inspire anybody. If you have any questions about how to get started with, you know, unlocking your creativity. And I want to say like, you do not have to wait to be creative with your son. He can do those drawings that look like scribbled and then you could cut them up into like shapes and like make a collage out of them or, you know, Penrose tiling I'm obsessed with right now. It's two shapes. You can cut those shapes out and then make these beautiful mosaics of his scribbles. Like you don't you have need to, wait. to be on TikTok. You need to be on TikTok. <laughs> I need to help you get on TikTok because you would have the biggest TikTok account. I swear to God, because all your your ideas and your knowledge is like limitless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because I'm telling you, like the average just person, even a creative person, just someone who would call themselves, oh, I like to be creative, doesn't know those things and you just have so you were talking about layers earlier that's I think something that's so unique to you you have so many layers and layers and layers of more creativity you can be even more creative you can go deeper you can go deeper and I think that's so cool so there's like a factory of inventors in my brain (laughs) totally I it's 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 so exciting and um by the way, guys, if you're in the Philly area or any of the surrounding areas, you can go and do one of these sessions. Oh, I said I was going to show the the picture. Yeah, Hold yeah. on a second. Tell people how they can book a session with you or like what okay. type of parties you do. Okay, okay. So in my on my website, projectjoystudio.com, I have an art experiences page where you can see the types of experiences that I offer. And you can message me through there or through Instagram and just like let me know when you want to come in. And we'll book a we'll book a, a workshop or an ex- art experience. So you can bring your whole family for two hundred dollars, and you can make a twenty four by twenty four inch piece, which is what Alexis is going to show you. Perfect. 
So I don't know if you guys can see. Yeah, there we go. Oh yeah, it it looks great. And then and then I would say like get a little closer so they can see the detail, like especially where the big pink area is. Yeah, like yeah, that. there you go. So you can see like the Japanese maple leaf shapes in there. It's it's just gorgeous, and the buttons that are in there, and the leaves that are in there. So. You know, it's, and and honestly, they like Alexis didn't even have a lot of time to do this, so she was like literally just like squirting it, squirting it on because she's they spent a lot of time on their smaller pieces. So yeah, even with limited time with this process, you can literally take five minutes in the morning, like before you have to like go to work for somebody else to like give yourself time in the morning because then you're waking up and you're like living life for you instead of yeah. for somebody else. So even five minutes of creating Project Joy, you then are looking forward to what it's going to look like when you come home from work or what it's going to look like when you wake up the next morning. Love Just that. that little thing changes like your perspective on like living. It's wild. Yeah. Absolutely. Just five minutes a day <laughs> keeps the Sunday scaries away. Um, yeah. <laughs> thank you so much, Joy, for being on here. We're going to put your information in the show notes for anyone who um, is interested. And guys, if you are – if if any of you listening like would want to come to an event that we do or something – with joy. It's, I don't know. It's something, it's an idea we floated out there and, um, just talk to us, let us know, um, how you feel about this because I would definitely like to plan something in the near future. I just think it would be so, so beneficial for our community and, um, yeah, joy. Thank you so much for coming on, sharing your story, sharing your wisdom. Um, I encourage everybody to go check out everything she's doing on Instagram and on her website. Thanks for having me. I, I, I love talking to you every time we're like, no, do we have <laughs> yeah, to I know. go? I know. I know. I so wish good. it could go longer. My, I just got a text from my dad, who is my babysitter today, going, uh, your son is melting down. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Uh, There'll be another um, time. Yeah, yeah. No, we will do it again. And um, yeah, thank you guys for listening. We love you. And until next time, keep on blooming. If you've enjoyed this podcast, we would love, love, love it if you would leave a rating and review on Apple iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts. If you would like to get in touch for a reading with Ambie, an EFT session with Alexa, or just to say what up, you can email us at innerbloompodcast at gmail.com or follow us on Instagram and Facebook at innerbloompodcast.com.